Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus Christ to to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.6 that without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone that comes to him must not only believe that he exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So I thank you uh, for listening to this podcast today. This is a podcast for diligent seekers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I have a great message for you today. I'm so excited to um, share this message with you. It's so simple that I think I would have to hire a whole team of theologians to complicate it. So I pray Um, that the Lord helped me to keep it simple, what he showed me this morning, and um, that it would be of benefit to you, the listener, and that if it's real, what God's showing me this morning, um, that, that it would be as much a blessing to you as it is to me, because God is no respecter of persons. The Bible clearly says that, and that all that seek him will find him. If they diligently seek the Lord, he is not hard to find. He he is hiding in plain sight. I was thinking this morning, like, you know, when your kids are little and you played hide and seek with them and you'd kind of leave your butt sticking out from behind the couch or leave a foot or a limb out so they could find you. God is that way with us. Like he's, he's not, you know, he's not hard to find. We, we're the ones that hide. I, I was laughing. I'm thinking like in, in the garden, you know, um, Adam and Eve, you know, they they hid from God after they sinned. And and God said, Adam, where are you? You know, he knew right where he was. He was just kind of wanting Adam to locate himself. And, you know, he said, we, you know, we, we hid because we were naked. And um, anyway, not to get off on that rabbit hole, but we all hide. Adam, Adam, Adam hid, we hide. We're, we're definitely from his lineage. Even science now has proven that um, through DNA that they've traced um, all DNA back to an original uh, couple that they call mitochondrial Adam and Eve, that there was an original couple. So even science has proved that God's word is true. Science and and faith um, are not on convergent paths. They're actually converging together real science, not fake science, the stuff that's being presented to us, global warming and all this nonsense. Um, But anyway, my message today, before I go down the rabbit hole, I want to stay on point here. Um, My message today is called Jesus is real to me. Jesus is real to me. Um, When I came to the Lord, it's coming up uh, February 2nd, uh, will be 22 years since the Lord became real to me. Um, February 2nd, uh, 2002, I came to the end of myself, and that's where I found Jesus. And um, my testimony, most of you probably know it, but just in a, a brief synopsis of it, is that I came to the end of myself. I didn't want to go on anymore. I was thinking of suicide. I was really just so miserable and really so fearful. 
that's what I was. I was full of fear. And the enemy really had the chokehold on me because I was just so fearful. I just didn't want to go on in the state that I was in. And I was thinking of doing things that um, the enemy um, convinced me that that was the only way out for me. And there certainly wasn't any person I could find, no one close to me. Um, I was driving down A1A in, in Ponte Vedra Beach where I live and and uh, and I was picturing what church could I go to and I just pictured all the church doors closed and not the not the front door but the back doors where the pastors uh, hang out I thought of going to like the little parish you know halls and things the areas where the where the pastors normally have their office and every door uh, in my mind as I pictured it and, and pictured some of these churches I'd been to, every door was shut. It was just, I don't know how to describe it other than there was nowhere to go. And so I stayed up um, on on this particular day. I, you know, had a bunch of beers. I was trying to calm my fears with beers. <laughs> um, beers for fears. That's funny. Anyway, um, but I had a lot to drink and I, you know, toiled through the night and uh, took some Xanax to try to help me sleep, but I couldn't get any sleep. Um, I just couldn't calm down. It was really bad. I was in a bad place of torment, but I stayed up all night in this state of fear and with no sleep and everything just stacking up on me, I got to a place where I cried out in my heart. My wife was laying next to me in bed and she was uh, a couple months pregnant with our daughter, Kendall, who's now 21. And um, I just remember crying out to the Lord in my heart. She didn't know, my wife didn't know I was going through this, but in my heart, I just said these words. I said, and think of today's message, Jesus is real to me. I said these words in my heart. I said, Jesus, if you're real, I need you to be real to me right now. I didn't need a, I didn't need a, I didn't need a Bible that I couldn't understand at that time. I didn't need, there was, there was no, there was no person who I felt like could help me. And so the last person that I thought of was Jesus because, you know, I had two people very close to me recently come to the Lord, my best friend and my cousin, who's like a brother to me. And they had planted some seeds. And I think they, you know, thinking back, they must have probably seen my life and seen where I was going. And I know they were praying for me because they told me that. And I think um, just that, that seed that was in there was planted by them and other people just to call on the name of the Lord. And that's what I did. I just said, Jesus, if you're real, I need you to be real to me right now. And that's when he spoke to me, not with an audible voice. And I'm thankful for that. It was, it was louder than words, but it was in my heart. It was just in the same way I cried to him. He answered back to me in a voice louder than words and louder than any audible voice. But he said, I am. And when he said, I am, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't, I can't describe it in any other way as God just Im immediately came into my life through the Holy Spirit. And Jesus came in, in, and filled me up with his presence. And I was crying so hard. There was tears coming out of my eyes, just so cleansing. But they weren't like any tears I've ever cried before or since they were coming out of me really like like Jesus said like the streams of living water that well up inside of us he said when you come to me 
you know, he, he streams of living water will flow inside you. I didn't know that scripture at the time, but I've come to know now and um, see what, what he meant. It was his presence, and it had such a profound impact on my his spirit coming in and sealing my spirit had a profound effect on my soul and my body that I could barely take. It was so good. His presence was so good. I see now today why we will need to have a new body and a new soul. Um, our spirit is what goes on, but our but but uh, when we're before him, we're given a new new soul and a new body that can, a spiritual body and a soul that can process um, his glory. I don't know how else to say it because I just, you know, no, we, we can't, we could not be in the presence of the Lord right now in these bodies. We would just disintegrate. Our minds would be blown and our bodies would be disintegrated. I, I can't describe it to you as something that's so beautiful. It's hard because words, there's not any words like in the English language that could describe what I was feeling and what I was experiencing other than it was just the love of God, the, the, his presence. And I can still think back on that day almost 22 years ago. And, you know, I looked at the clock. I was up all night, but I thought I want to mark in time when Jesus came into my life and when he filled me with his presence. And I looked at my clock and in red numbers, 555. I didn't know at the time that five was a number of grace in the Bible. I think a couple of years later when I was recounting this to my friend Kevin, he was the one that pointed out to me that five was a number of grace, if I remember correctly, or he confirmed that. And now I see it everywhere. I wear a gold five around my neck next to the cross of Christ um, to remind me what time it was it was my time of grace. It was my time to to receive his grace. I'm sorry to uh man. I didn't expect this, but I want to stay on point here because you know, I think a lot of people listening might say, maybe even believers, even people who are trying with everything in them um, to get closer to Christ might say, well, good for you, but you know, I need him to be real to me right now. And I just want to say to you, if that's you, wherever you are in your faith, wherever you are and you walk with God, that Jesus longs to be real to you like he was to me, but I would say that he'll probably do it in a way that's unique to you. As unique as your fingerprint, as unique as your DNA is, no one else, 8 billion people on the planet, no one has your DNA, your building blocks that God put in you when he knit you together in your mother's womb. No one has the same eye pattern in their iris. No one has the same fingerprint as you, 8 billion people. So I would say that... Um, I would hope you didn't have to live such a degenerate life like me in such a life, you know, contrary to God. No, even knowing that, that what I was doing was against God so often. 
I, I, I hope you wouldn't have to just come to your end of yourself like I did. Everyone hears a testimony like mine and think, oh, isn't that wonderful? No, it's not wonderful that I almost, I could have I gone off into eternity not knowing the Lord. And I, I don't know, just by his grace, I'm here sharing this with you. Even today, I didn't. I got something that I didn't deserve at the at the at the moment. I deserved it the least, if that's possible. You know, same way Paul, Apostle Paul, when he was on his way to kill Christians, was knocked off his high horse. He was he was at the height of his evil when God entered his life and blinded him with his light. Think of that. And he suffered the rest of his life with the injury to his eyes because we can't our natural eyes cannot behold the glory of god even just a little glimpse like he got so i think god does come into our lives often jesus will enter in when we deserve it the least to show us what grace is all about to get something so wonderful as his presence in his life and and new life in him when we deserve it the least just shows us what grace is all about. So my life's mission as we enter into 2024 is found in Acts 2024, one of the first scriptures I really that really spoke to me all those years ago. And it says, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I might finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me and that's the task of testifying to the gospel or the good news of his grace. And I'm paraphrasing a little. I didn't look that up. I just committed that scripture to memory. But as, I, as we enter 2024, I just want to testify to the gospel of his grace for this reason. And listen to this. This is why I'm doing this podcast this morning. Because I want Jesus, my life's goal is to see him become as real to you as he is to me and even more so so that way when we run into each other you can share his reality with me and i i would experience even more of him through you i was looking on facebook this morning and there's a friend of mine i won't say her name i don't know if she'd want my her name said on the podcast but it's a friend of mine on facebook and i know this lady i've come to know her a little bit closer through some things she went through with her mom just really hard things her mom had cancer pancreatic cancer and that is now healed from it today which is amazing but this beautiful lady this child of god i can say that put something on facebook and j- this morning that really blessed me and she just she said you know um she responded to a post that i had made in in and uh, it was a devotion that somebody else had written uh craig dennison and i just posted on there every day first 15 and she said you know now i i i i came to god this 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 po- this post really blessed me this morning because recently she said i i asked god to show me what it means you know to be on his path the narrow path and i want to be on that path and he showed me he showed me he showed up in her life. Jesus showed up in her life. And what she was more or less saying was like, this post confirmed what I've been experiencing and that Jesus became real to her and he put her on a path. See, it was different. He, she didn't say, you know, be real to me or anything like that. She just asked for the path. She wanted to find out what the narrow path was all about. And he actually was showing her that in a way that I think she couldn't describe 
But she said now, she was more or less saying to me what the woman at the well was was um, sharing with other people about Jesus. When, when she encountered Jesus herself, she went and told people about Jesus and they got all excited and then they went and sought Jesus. And this is what happened with me and this beautiful friend of mine is that I just shared Jesus with her, but then she went and found Jesus on her own. And all those people that the the woman at the well, you can find that story in John in the fourth, uh, the fourth chapter. It's a great story. But she went and told everybody about Jesus. She got so excited, like I was when I came to Jesus, and like I am today. I just want to tell everybody about Jesus. And she got so excited. She went and told other people. But then when they these people went and sought, sought out Jesus and found them from for themselves, they said. Now we've experienced Jesus for ourselves, like not because of what you told us, like that led us there, but now we, we found him on our own. And they were proud of that. They were happy that they had found Jesus on their own, but it was only because of this lady, because of her testimony. So that's what I want to kind of close with today. I want my life's goal and my life's purpose, and I found it, is for Jesus to be as real to me as he uh, to be as real as he is to me to be that way to others for other people to find him and for him Jesus to make himself real to them and experience with Jesus no one can take away an experience you have with Jesus nobody can take away my testimony no devil in hell no person on earth and no person has ever tried no person's ever told me oh you're full of it I don't believe your testimony they can't take away that no one can take away your testimony because that's when Jesus became real to you and no one can steal that from you. No devil in hell, no no uh, flesh puppet of the devil, no person walking in the devil's power and influence can take you away your testimony. Isn't that wonderful? You know, I always like to say that the person with an experience of Jesus is has always has greater power, you know, than somebody that that um, you know has a knowledge or a book knowledge of God. You know, the person with the experience is is uh, it always has an advantage. No one can take away your personal experience with God, your personal encounter. So I pray for that for you today, that you would be like my friend on Facebook. That she she was basically telling me, hey, I heard from him myself. And now he has me on this narrow path. And it caused me to look up <laughs> in um, Matthew seven fourteen, where Jesus says, um, you know, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. And there's few that find it. And broad is the way that leads to destruction, right? And there are many that are on that path. I don't want to do what the world's doing, man. They're, the world is going in the wrong direction. But Jesus, he wants to get us on that narrow path with him where there is life and life abundantly. So I hope this message today has blessed you. Um, I hope that if you're somebody who has had an encounter with Jesus, which I suspect probably most of you have, that he becomes even more real to you, just as I want him to become even more real to me. And I asked him this morning, Lord, how do I... How do I make you real to people like you were to me? And this is what he told me, and this is what I'm going to close with. He said, just be real to them because I live in you.
Meet them where they are, just like I met people where they were. Just go around your little area, your territory I've given you, and do like I did. I just went around a very small area when I was here on the earth, when I had my three and a half year ministry, walking around. I went around doing good and healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil because God was with me. You have the same spirit and you can do the same thing. You can just go around today and be a blessing, speak words of life into people, and let them experience Christ in you, the hope of glory.